Hey everyone, happy, happy, happy Easter. What a brilliant, brilliant day for us to celebrate and revel in and focus on uh, King Jesus who died and rose again. And so that's what uh, today is all about. You would have seen in the messages that we sent out, if you're watching at home or maybe you're at a different site, we said dress in bright colors. And as you can see, this is not the best example, but uh, I did find a few different things. So check it out, bright colored, rugby ball which obviously talks about Jesus' blood and I thought that was bright and then I also found of course a Rubik's Cube which uh, is just bright as well so maybe I'll just keep that with me for being in bright colors but uh, my fault for uh, not doing that and maybe there's some of you who didn't get the memo or who are watching later or who are watching from a different country uh, you're not at a site and uh, therefore you you didn't find out about the colors but the reason why we did it is we just wanted to uh, celebrate and be excited about what this day means, what Easter Sunday means. The resurrection truly is a reason to celebrate every day, but this is the one special day which we just look to every year to sort of do a double celebration. So I'm going to pray. I'm excited about what God wants to share with us and what he has for us on this uh, super fun, exciting celebration day. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you for these moments that we have together. Thank you for this time together and this wonderful day where we celebrate you as the risen King Jesus. And as we dive into your word, as we look at what it means for us this Resurrection Sunday, I pray that you would touch us in special, profound, unique ways. In your powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, brilliant. So, uh, no one is, is really sure where the whole tradition aspect of Easter came about, in particular Easter eggs. And there may be some of you who've already been munching on them. Uh, maybe uh, if you have kids, they're already fully dosed uh, on their, uh, their Easter egg uh, chocolate. But, but where exactly did uh, it come from? And I started to get into looking at these traditions. Um, we, we love it as a family and Easter egg hunts and all those sorts of things. Uh, where did this really come about from? And uh, it's actually been used, at least Easter eggs, but also the Easter bunny, in many different traditions and faiths over the years. Uh, but in the Christian faith, the egg has really been used to symbolize this idea of new life, of something birthing out of it. And at the same time, the sort of cracked and empty shell at the end, this beautiful picture of the resurrection. And uh, the actual Easter egg hunt, many believe that it came from the famous reformer Martin Luther. And what he used to do is he used to arrange these Easter egg hunts. The men would hide different eggs around, uh, usually sort of maybe sometimes painted or colored uh, chicken eggs that people would then be able to take away with them as well as a source of food. But these would be hidden. And then actually it would be the moms or the wives, the ladies and the children who would then run about to find these. And uh, in, in a subtle way, it sort of affirmed the resurrection account of the ladies being the ones who found the empty tomb. So just a little bit of, uh, of things for you to think on. And I trust and I pray that from now on, every time we run up to Easter, whether you've thought about it before, when you bite into maybe one of those hard beacon uh, white eggs or just any sort of egg shape, I pray that it reminds you of those two things. Firstly, of life that Jesus provides because of his resurrection. The fact that we have life because of it. We're going to look at that a bit more uh, in, in detail soon. But secondly, when you crack it open and it's empty inside, uh, unless of course one of those caramello eggs, then just scoop it out first, you know, and then, and then think of the picture of this empty tomb that he 
is risen indeed like he is today. And so we're going to look at four points in the message. And I don't want this to be a long one. I I want us to be celebrating together. But four key things that we're going to look at. Firstly, did Jesus' death and resurrection catch God by surprise? Secondly, why was the resurrection actually that important? Thirdly, what do we receive as a result of the resurrection? And fourthly, how can I experience the life change that the resurrection brings if I haven't already? So first one, did Jesus' death and resurrection catch God by surprise? Well, I want to read a few passages to help us process this. The first one comes from Acts 2, verses 22 to 23. And this is what it says. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. And talk about that in a bit. Next one. John 10, verse 17 to 18, this is Jesus talking. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I laid down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I've received from my Father. Jesus talking. Final one, Matthew 26, 53 to 54. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, Jesus again, and he will at once send more than 12 legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so? Friends, from all three of those passages, Jesus' death was not an accident. It was the purposeful plan of God to save us from our sin. Everything that happens in this world, yes, even the bad, is under the sovereign rule and reign of God. He overarchs it all. Is God the author of evil? Absolutely not. In fact, look at what the passage says there, uh, that Acts passage I looked at. It says, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan of foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. So, so, so God's saying it's a both and. I'm in absolute control and I'm involved in this process. But the evil has come about through these lawless men. But God allowed this as part of his greater plan. It was there and it was, it was part of what he was doing. Now, this is really hard for us to comprehend because we live in a one-dimensional world. Time is one-dimensional for us. But we need to remember that God is outside of time. He sees the whole picture. Imagine him seeing your birth, your life, your death, eternity all in one go. He overarchs time. He is there at the beginning. He'll be there at the end. He sees all our lives and into eternity. So he will only allow what can ultimately and for all eternity bring good. God allows the most horrific murder of his son. He overarched evil. There were people doing this. There were people nailing his hands to the cross. He overarched. He allowed this. He stepped into this. He, he planned this. Why? And he could have stepped out at any time. We see they're saying he's like, I've got all authority. And he says that I could just call down legions. I don't have to do this. You're killing me, but I am allowing this to happen, to be used for our ultimate good, so we could be saved from our sin and His perfect glory now and for all eternity. 
And this is what uh, some of you may follow along with. Mark Rosa, a great friend of ours, was out from the States a few weeks ago. He did a special night event where he spoke into this, the, the grappling with the pain and the hardship in our lifetime, but also God being in absolute control. And uh, you can easily get printouts of those if you want from uh, our office. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, we've got it there on our page. I want to encourage you to do that if you're struggling and grappling with this. But in answer to the first question, Jesus' death and resurrection, it was not an accident. It was planned by God. But that leads us to the second point. Why was the resurrection important? Sure, it happened. But is it really essential? Why did it truly happen to, uh, in the way it did and why did it need to happen? Well, Romans 6 verse 23, it says, The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, when Adam and Eve turned away from God, when they were created in perfection and they made a decision to go against God's plan, sin entered the world. It entered their hearts. It entered all future generations of their offspring because sin is something in our spirits. It's not something that's just physical. There's more to it than that. And as a result, we've inherited that sin and we know we have it today. Uh, if you are an adult here listening, maybe you're a teenager, maybe kids as well, um, I wonder how many of us would be brave enough to raise our hands to say that in the last month we have thought, done, or said something that wasn't right, that was against God. I would have to raise my hand, be honest, and say, I have. I know I've let God down. I've let other people down. Um, I've, I've done wrong. I think all of us would the same. Where does that come from? Well, it's this inherent sin, this evil nature within us that comes from the fall separates us from a perfect God. And that means the end result is death. Yes, a death in this lifetime, because our bodies decay now, we have illness, we have suffering, we, um, we have tragedy. So we have, we have death now, but an eternal death, which actually is not really a death because we keep living, but it's a, it's a death because we're, we're separated from the life that comes from Christ. So, so that's where death comes from, because if God is the life provider, if he's the life giver, then we cannot be close to him because of the virus of sin, which means that we cannot experience life. Death is inevitable. And in fact, I, I did a video I was challenged on called um, The Greatest um, virus. Uh, I'll put the, the notes in the, in the YouTube for this. So I'll put the link in, in YouTube for this. It's another YouTube video where I was just getting across the fact that although we've been through COVID and this is a terrible virus, we need to point our eyes to the fact that there is a far more important virus wreaking havoc in our, havoc in our bodies, and that is the virus of sin. And so we can't solve the problem of the virus of sin on our own. We need a perfect payment. We can't do anything about it. We're, we're separated from God anyway. So how can we somehow reach up to him? We can't. We need a perfect payment to get rid of that sin in our lives. We need something to bridge the divide between us on one end, riddled with sin, and God on the other end, perfect and not able to be in the place of our sin. And so... Jesus had to reach down to provide this free gift, that, as it says there in, in Romans. The wage of sin is death. It's what we all deserve. It's what's coming for us. But, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. He had to reach down to give us the payment for our sin. And we received that by faith in him. I'll talk about that at the end. We had no way to get close to him. So he had to be 
the first mover. And that's the difference between the Christian faith and any others. The Christian faith is God in love reaching down to us. All other faiths are us trying to somehow get up to God, but we can just never get to this perfect God. We just never know. See, the resurrection proved Jesus was who he said he was. So it proved that he was God. Secondly, it proved that his sacrifice on the cross for our sin was acceptable to God. So it proved that he was, he was also acceptable. And thirdly, it proved that we can experience the same resurrection when we walk through the doors into eternity because we can trust that he's God. We know that it was acceptable. So if we place our trust in that, we receive the same promises that he gave to us. Amazing. Um, and maybe if you're here and you're still exploring faith and you are still wanting to know more about the Christian faith, there are many resources out there. I'd love to recommend a few. One is a, one is a book and a movie by a famous journalist called Lee Strobel. It's called The Case for Christ. Get your hands on that or we can help you do that. There's an amazing book by Ravi Zacharias called Jesus Among Other Gods. Uh, it's exceptional in seeing the difference between Christ and all other faiths. C.S. Lewis, some of you may have heard of a mere Christianity. Uh, and we also did a message a few weeks ago um, on, and how do I know Jesus rose from the dead? Can I trust that he rose from the dead? Uh, and there's many others we'd love to help you with, but if you're still exploring faith, please do dive into those. Third question, what can we receive as a result of the resurrection? What do we receive as a result of this resurrection? There's a few, there's a multitude. I'm just going to jump into a few. Firstly, love. Romans 5 verse 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That picture of God pouring his love into us as Christ followers. If we place our trust in Christ, we experience and receive his unconditional love always. No matter how much we mess up, no matter the mistakes we've made, no matter how much other people reject us, God never will. His love surpasses understanding and he pours it into our hearts. This is one of the great and beautiful blessings of the resurrection. We receive his love. The resurrection demonstrates the love of God in action, the Father's love for His Son and His love for us. What else? So love, hope. 1 Peter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. He's caused us to be born again to a living hope. So we have hope as Christ follows, an expectation that good is coming. Even if it doesn't happen in this lifetime, even if uh, we feel broken in this lifetime, we know that there is hope of perfection with Jesus for all eternity. And we have that because of the resurrection. We too, as Christ follows, will be raised to life because Jesus was. We have hope. We also have peace. Look at this passage, uh, Philippians um, uh, 1 verses 4 to six. Um, and this is what it says. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness, your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your, heart, let your requests be made known to God. And look at this part. So it gives us joy. Look at this part. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. As a result of the resurrection, we can have peace. And everyone's after peace. 
people might say guys are after success or people are after money or people are after comfort. More than everything, people are after peace. To be able to put our heads on the pillow at night and know that our lives are in the safe hands of Jesus. You know, our children, they, I mean, they may not sleep well at night, but their concerns at night are not, will mom and dad give me food tomorrow? Uh, will I maybe have clothes to wear? Am I going to be safe? Those are not usually their problems because they just trust mom and dad have their backs. It's the same thing we should have as Christ followers. We can sleep well at night no matter the situation because we know God is in control of our lives. Last two. As a result of the resurrection, we have a purposeful life. John 10 verse 10, it says, The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give you life and life to the full. We can have a life of eternal impact now and for all eternity. Not an easy life. When he's talking about life there, when he's talking about Zoe, it's this everlasting life. It's this abundant joy and purpose every day when we wake up. True and lasting purpose. How can we have that? Well, because he can give us life. Because he was raised from the dead to everlasting life. As a result of the resurrection, Jesus can pour out that same resurrection purpose into our lives now and for all eternity. He also gives us power. He also gives us power. In John, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I'll do it. I mean, how is this possible? We saw what Jesus did. We've, we've read the story. We've seen what his disciples did. How is it possible that he's saying, no, there's actually more to come. There's more that can be done to extend my kingdom on earth through you. How's that possible? How can we be part of God doing supernatural works through us? Because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that saw his resurrection take place, is now in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we, we get to be part of seeing supernatural works happen on earth for God's glory and his fame for people coming to faith. Why? Because of the resurrection. And so how can, as I close, how can you experience this life change if you never have before? Well, Romans 10 verse 9, I love it. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So if you confess, if you acknowledge with your mouth, if you acknowledge and say Jesus is Lord, and then deep down in your heart, you believe that the resurrection happened. You believe this Easter story is not a joke. This is, this is for real. This is truth. This is fact. In a moment, you'll be saved. All those benefits you'll receive. You'll receive life and life in abundance. But it means placing your trust, all of your trust. <laughs> We're talking about Easter eggs. All your eggs in one basket in the promises of Jesus. Let's pray. Let's pray today, this wonderful, special Resurrection Sunday. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for the privilege of being able to celebrate the resurrection once again. We, we know um, every day that you give us on earth um, is, is a gift. We're grateful for it. And so um, for, for all of us here watching, being together, partaking on Sunday at different sites, we want to say thank you, Lord Jesus, for another Sunday to celebrate, another Easter to be together. And for you here, maybe you're listening and you've You've never given your life to Christ. You've never called on his name. You've never trusted in him. You've never put your faith in him, the risen God. You can do that today. Right now, you can, you can say out loud or you can whisper in your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I, 
I trust. I know that you are the son of God. I know that you came and you died for me and paid the price for my sin and that you've been raised to life again. And, and I believe. I believe in you. I want to place my trust in you. And in this moment as you're saying that, you become a son or a daughter of the living God. He'll change you forever from the inside out. You'll receive those benefits and for all eternity, you're home with him. And for, for the rest of us, Lord Jesus, I pray that these things, maybe we've taken them for granted. Maybe we're struggling with peace, struggling with power, struggling with purpose, struggling with an experience of your love. Father, as we gaze upon the empty tomb today, Lord Jesus, I want to say thank you. Thank you for all that we receive in you, for all that you pour into our hearts. Pray that we would live from now on to the next Easter Sunday or just, just from tomorrow onwards. We would live with this greater understanding of what it means that you died and rose again for us, for your glory, for your fame. Your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Pray you have a great rest of your day. If you have any other questions or anything you want to ask us, if you'd love resources, please get in touch with the office, the website, for through our cell number, any other way that you would like. Um, we would love to serve you in the best way we can. We're so excited about what God is doing amongst us. Uh, he's on the move. His kingdom is extending. Uh, if there's any way that you want to be part of it and, and feel like you're, you're bench warming rather being, than being on the field, get in touch with us. Uh, we want to help you grow in your faith. We want to help you take next steps. But have a great, great Resurrection Sunday. We'll chat soon.